Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey, it's Mark Kay from The Mark Kay Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to The Mark Kay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's The Mark Kay Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. What is taking all this stuff out of Target going to do? Is that justice? Who's that justice for? Who's that peace for? I'll tell you what, that is one of the big questions that I've seen. There's a lot of big, man, I'll tell you what, talk about a slow news day. Today ain't one. Uh, this is the Mark K Show. What's up? 855-765-1045. Want to drop us an open mic message? Oakley dokley. You can do it by downloading our free mobile app. It's the 104.5 WOKV app. It's in the App Store. It's in the iTunes Store, Google Play, wherever you want to go uh, to try to find it. But look, there, I mean, look, there is a lot going on today. There's a lot of things going on today. The riots in Minneapolis, the looting. Uh, a huge story, not the most important thing going on in your life. The president's executive order that he signed yesterday, lifting the liability shield on social media giants and companies. Also a, a big deal, but not the most important thing that you need to be focused on today. Coronavirus deaths topping $100,000, uh, 100000 rather, and continuing not the most important thing going on in the country today. There is clearly one thing. One thing that all these other issues bring to light that should that should be your focus. It it demands and deserves all of your attention. And uh, I'll tell you what that is here in just a minute. First, though, I guess we should. I don't know where we go to today first. I don't know if we go to Trump's executive order first or if we go to Minneapolis first or the CNN. Or let's, why don't we start with CNN um, in Minneapolis getting arrested? Well, apparently this happened this morning. A guy named Jimenez uh, is a CNN reporter. He was there with a crew of four people. You know, whenever they travel, there's always the cameraman. Usually there's some kind of producer on site. There's the quote unquote talent, uh, which you usually call them. I don't know if you call them that with CNN, but they're there. And then you have like, like a like a gaffer or some kind of audio guy or who knows, maybe maybe this person was some kind of security. Anyway, they are there in Minneapolis, which has just been I mean, it has been crazy. It's Baltimore 2015 all over again. There's buildings that are burning. The police precinct was burned to the ground. Target burning. There's uh, there's people running around looting. There's people just, just destroying property, c smashing cop cars. There was one guy in a Michael Jordan jersey. Not sure. I don't think it was Michael Jordan. He was in a Michael Jordan jersey smashing a cop car. Another guy throwing rocks at it. There were just crowds of angry people, mobs. J I mean, just going through the city, lighting it on fire, burning it down, destroying it. This is the reaction again uh, to the Floyd murder a few days back. Now, in the midst of all of this, of course, it has become not just a war zone, but there is a huge police presence on the ground. The police are there, the riot police, the state police. They're trying to do whatever they can to keep what little piece is left. And, of course, whenever you have riots and looting and a police presence, you have the media. CNN swoops in with their cameras. They're standing. It looks like they're standing. And again, I'm, I just saw the video that they posted. But it looks like they're standing in the middle of where the police sweep. You know how like police will line up and they'll sweep a street or they'll sweep an area? It looked to me like they were in the middle 
of that area, not outside the area, but in the middle of it. And as a result, they were approached by police, and I assume they were asked to move. Here's here's what happened. Uh, after they didn't move, the guy was arrested. This Jimenez guy was apparently arrested live on the air and led away in handcuffs. Here's some of the audio from what happened this morning on CNN. I'm sorry? You're under arrest. Okay. Do you mind oh, telling me why I'm under arrest, sir? Why, why am I under arrest, sir? Officer, we're with CNN, and he's under there right now. Okay. We're arresting him live on CNN. We told you before that we are with CNN. Okay. If you're just tuning in, you are watching our correspondent, Omar Jimenez, being arrested by state police in minnesota we're not sure why our correspondent is being arrested yeah so this is the video that and this is all live on television the police are coming in they're telling this guy to move i don't know if he didn't he said he was going to move he didn't actually move he's like tell me where you want me to go i guess he didn't move fast enough the police put handcuffs on this guy live on the air and started walking him i guess to a different area and uh, and the, the the interesting thing to me is how the CNN reporters are like, excuse me, sir, we told you we're from CNN. Like that gives you some kind of immunity. Uh, but the CNN, but the CNN people, they were not having it, man. They were very upset. That is an American television reporter, Omar Jimenez, being led away by police officers. Uh, he clearly identified himself as a reporter. Uh, he was respectfully explaining to the state police that our CNN team was there and moving away as they would request. And then for some reason, he was just taken in to police custody live on television. Yeah, live on television. And don't think they're distraught by this. The people at CNN, they they are loving this, man. They are loving this. They have live coverage of one of their reporters being led away in handcuffs live on television. This is the kind of thing that CNN dreams about. This is the kind of thing that, I mean, they are having meetings about why didn't we think of this earlier? We need to, how can we make this happen again? And so that's basically, uh, that's basically what happened this morning. And uh, now, why was this guy arrested? If you listen to the clips and if you see what's going on, it appears they're asking this team to move out of the way. They're saying this is there's a heavy police presence here. You can't be in this area. The CNN guys start saying, excuse me, we are we've identified ourselves as CNN reporters. I didn't know that granted you immunity. I'm going to try that the next time I get pulled over for speeding. Uh, sir, do you know how fast we're going? It's OK, officer. I'm a CNN reporter. I can go as fast as I want. And um, anyway, so they, they haul this guy away and and that's it. That's what's going on in Minneapolis. But you can hear you can hear CNN. It, it, they're almost shocked that a that a city like Minneapolis would be treating them this way. And rightly so. And rightly so. CNN is they're right to be shocked by the treatment that their reporters are getting. They are right to be upset that they're getting arrested live on television, especially in Minneapolis, because Minneapolis is I mean, they are they walk hand in hand with CNN. This is a state where the governor is one of the most socialist governors uh, in the history of the United States of America. Their mayor, who's who looks like he's 12, he's 38, he's 12 years, he looks like he's 12 years old. This guy, Jacob Fry, kind of looks like an Abercrombie and Fitch model, if you ask me. But uh, but he's apparently in charge of the city. And I use, you know, I'm putting air quotes around in charge. You've got Ilhan Omar as one of the representatives of, of many from uh, Minneapolis. I mean, there's a lot 
of people that go into making this state so blue. And CNN right there with them. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like your best friend turning on you and and arresting you live on television. So there is some kind of there is some kind of there is some kind of, um, you know, uh, problem there as far as CNN and their loyalties. We're not really sure what's happening. But, man, I'll tell you what, what's going on in Minneapolis right now, when you look at it from the top down, you can see the, the it's uncanny how similar this situation is to what happened in Baltimore. In 2015, the things that are happening today, both politically on the ground with the police, with the with the rioters, with the uh, with the the looters, with Al Sharpton flying in with the the celebrities standing up and, and you know, uh, starting to tweet out idiotic things. What's happening in Minneapolis today is is almost identical to what happened five years ago in Baltimore. And we're going to take a quick break and I'll walk you through that so you can kind of understand what's going on why it's a big deal, and most importantly, what really needs to happen to stop it. 855-765-1045 is the number, 855-765-1045. Listen, we got to take a quick break. we got to take a quick break. We've got a ton more with Donald Trump and Twitter have both jumped into the Minneapolis fray again. Also, they're still, they're still trying to beat each other down. Donald Trump, man, he threw an uppercut to Twitter yesterday. Twitter tried to throw a little jab at him this morning. Well, that battle continues, continues to go on. We'll walk through the executive order that the president signed yesterday, too, because a lot of people, get this, a lot of people on social media they're not really understanding what it's all about and they don't really comprehend that it's actually uh it's actually uh, protecting free speech and not limiting it we'll get into all of that and more plus i believe we have fake news friday today what a busy golly i hope wow what a busy day 855-765-1045 quick break more of the marcation more of your phone calls coming up on 104.5 wokv <laughs> Cooperating the CNN reporter. He kept saying, Tell us where you want us to go, tell us where you want, we'll go where you want to go, but he wasn't going anywhere. Omar Jimenez is the guy that got arrested uh, live on TV today. And I'll tell you what, the other Josh came up with an interesting point. He was following his Twitter feed. And Josh, tell everyone what happened before the arrest. How many Twitter followers did the guy have? He had around 25,000 followers. And how many does he have now after the arrest? Let me go back. I told you 30 seconds ago it was 71, but now he's up to 70, almost 75,000. 75, so three times as many. Yeah, about 50,000 followers in about three hours. Just for getting arrested. And right. not even really arrested because the uh, he was released about 90 minutes later. But as far as we know, he wasn't processed he wasn't taken downtown he wasn't fingerprinted he wasn't doing anything uh they handcuffed him they moved him to a different area they hung out for like 90 minutes we we think and then they let him go because he's out of police custody the governor apologized all that kind of stuff look here's the here's the big issue with minneapolis and what's going on in minnesota right now it all comes down to leadership and i know and i'm not trying to make it political but it's political you know, it's political. This what's going on in Minneapolis is not at all surprising when you look at what is surrounding the city and the state. You know, it's not unheard of. It's not out of the ordinary. And as shocking as it is, as, as, as it seems, it's not really all that shocking because we have all seen this before. We saw this exact same story play out in Baltimore in 2015. You had Freddie Gray, who died while being arrested for what? He had like an, a pocket knife on him or something, and the cops put him in the van, and all of a sudden he suffocated or he died, and they took him to the hospital. That was it. 
And then the next thing you know, there's protests and the protests and civil unrest turn into riots and the riots turn into looting and the looting turns into burning and destruction. And all of a sudden there's looting and the cops come in and they've got to put out, you know, all sorts of all sorts of curfews and and take the city back. Things have to be rebuilt. You remember there was that one image of that mom who was like literally whipping her son because he was looting and she was screaming and yelling. She became like a folk hero. I forget her name, but she was she was all over the television. And and what happened in Baltimore was you had a breakdown of leadership. The woman's name, her name was like Wallace or something, the mayor, horrible mayor. She had no control over the city. She had no control over the police department. The entire Baltimore City Council was run by left-leaning liberals who didn't really want to help anybody, but they just wanted to take advantage of the system as much as they could. And as a result, Baltimore was kept in an economic, I mean, economically impoverished to the point where people have nothing left to lose. And when you have social injustice and when you have when you have, uh, you know, anger against the police and when you have a government that doesn't seem to care about you or fix your problems and in a lot of ways just continue to stoke your anger then you're going to have an explosion like you have now in Minneapolis. And it's the same damn thing. When you have Ilhan Omar representing your district, when you have when you have uh, governors like uh, the governor of Minneapolis, when you have a mayor like this fry guy who I mean, it's it's ridiculous. The, the top down leadership is so blue and so bad that you have to realize this is going. This, it's almost like you can figure out where this is going to pop up. You know, if you had true leadership in the state of Minneapolis, in the state of Minnesota, you wouldn't have police basically murdering people on the street. And and you would have some kind of semblance of of, you know, look, being a cop is, is a horribly terrible job, especially in this day and age. But every police officer I've seen, every police officer I've seen post people I've seen interviewed on all kinds of TV shows, they all cut. They all agree. This is not police procedure. There's nothing in the in the police handbook that says put your your knee on a guy's neck. And if he screams, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Just ignore him. That's not in the police handbook anywhere. So you've got this rogue officer. You don't know. Nobody knows what's going on with that. Clearly, it's illegal and there's going to be justice brought. But at the same time, you can see when you have a breakdown in the in the system where that leads to what's going on now. Police stations being burned. Cop cars being destroyed, Target stores being looted. I watched a video today of a Target being looted. There was a fire burning inside. Two guys with a pallet, uh, like a, a hand truck, taking five flat screen TVs away. I'm not really sure how that how that equates to justice for George Floyd, but that's basically the. It's the same exact thing that happened in Baltimore. Now the difference in Baltimore was that you had a brand new governor, a Republican named Larry Hogan, who he's kind of Republican. But at the same time this was happening, he was on the phone with the mayor saying, I'm going to make this stop if you are not. I'm going to bring in the National Guard if you are not. He moved his offices from Annapolis to Baltimore and set up shop and literally had to take power over the state, had to take control of this of the city of Baltimore in order to stop it. And he stopped it quickly. Now. The problem with Minneapolis is you don't have a Republican governor in Minnesota who can come in and call it the National Guard or is willing to. What you do have is a Republican president in the White House who is willing to go there and take control. And Donald Trump literally tweeted that out yesterday, said, if 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 the mayor refuses to take control of his city, I'll come in there and do it. And guess what happened to the president? 
if you said he was cited for antagonizing and promoting violence and hate speech on Twitter by Twitter, you're right. We'll get into that here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show is on the way. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. I wonder if those are the same crew that might have been there uh, when that uh, certain gentleman was murdered by a bunch of cops. And they have some nice juicy evidence uh, that they uh, need to uh, get uh, taken away from them. I don't understand what them. Oh, we'll have to go back and listen to that one again. 855-765-1045 is he, our number. He has a theory that there must be some evidence on the uh, CNN, CNN's video camera oh, that that's the cop wanted to seize. Oh, I got it. I see what But you're the saying. camera was left running the entire time, so yeah. they couldn't seize it. Oh, I like it. So within hours, the, uh, the uh, conspiracy theories are already starting. I love that. Yeah. 855-765-1045. So we're going to get into this Donald Trump tweet because, listen, yesterday, Donald Trump, he sent out a war, like a, a stop. I mean, he he followed up. He'd made a threat about executive action against the social media companies, specifically Twitter and others for um, for suppressing conservative voices and censoring conservative messages. And he followed up later in the day. He put out an executive order. We'll get to that here in just a minute. But Twitter literally within 12 hours came back by flagging another one of his tweets. They flagged another one of his tweets as uh, inciting violence or or uh, promoting violence. And it was it's basically it says uh, this tweet violated the Twitter rules about glorifying violence. However, Twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain. So they left it up, but they put a warning on it. And this is just that I mean, this was less than 12 hours after Donald Trump hit them with an executive order. So this Twitter war between the two of them is continuing. And a Twitter war is not a bad thing for anyone involved. And in the, if you're not familiar with Twitter, and a lot of people aren't, because not a lot of people, you know, you hear a lot about it, and the president's tweets are always covered as if they're news. But if you hear it, if you think about it, uh, Twitter, not a lot of the population is on it. Facebook, by far, the behemoth when it comes to social media. There are more people on, on Facebook, I think, than the other three social media networks, top social media networks combined. YouTube, huge. YouTube is basically part of Google, and as a result, they're linked into their search engine, so they get tons of traffic. And those are your top two. Instagram, also large, but that's owned by Facebook, so it's basically Facebook. And Twitter ranks down there at the bottom near, like, LinkedIn and, and, I, and like, Pinterest and something like that. Anyway, but Twitter has become... Twitter has become a pretty big deal because of President Trump. And they know that. But they also know that keeping their name in the papers and keeping all eyes on them and keeping people involved in this narrative is good. And there's been a lot of celebrity, quote unquote, Twitter wars in the past that can verify that. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of some really big. There have been tons. But Justin Bieber, for example, has had Twitter wars with everybody and his career skyrocketed. Wendy's, uh, Wendy's, the burger joint. They hired somebody to basically troll and start Twitter wars with other fast food companies. And they gained so much fame and notoriety. Everybody started following Wendy's on Twitter because it was so entertaining. Nothing bad ever happens in a Twitter war. Donald Trump knows that. And Twitter also knows that, which is why this thing will continue to go on and on and on. But uh, but the tweet this morning, the tweet the morning this morning that um, the uh, president tweeted out. Hold on, let me pull it up here in just a minute. That Twitter flagged. This is right on the heels of them fact checking 
one of the president's tweets and then the president signing an executive order that, by the way, a lot of people don't understand because I've been reading I've been reading people misunderstanding this whole thing every for ever since it happened yesterday. People immediately saying Donald Trump was attacking uh, was attacking free speech. Donald Trump was was threatening to shut down um, media outlets because he didn't like what they said. None of those things are true, by the way. None of those things are true. Um, and we'll get to the we'll get to the truth and the meat of it here in just a minute. But basically what Donald Trump tweeted was, I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis, a total lack of leadership. Either the very weak radical left mayor, Jacob Fry, get his act together and bring the city under control or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. And this is the tweet that they said violated Twitter's rules. So you have and none of this is wrong. I mean, Donald Trump's basically saying they have weak leadership. It's a great American city. If he's not going to get the job done, I'm going to go in there and make sure that uh, that, you know, the, the rioting stops and the looting stops and make sure that there is that there is no more civil unrest. You know, bring peace back to Minneapolis because that's really what they need. And it all comes from a lack of local leadership. And Twitter didn't like that. So they basically flagged it as saying Donald Trump is promoting violence. Now, as far as the as far as the order itself goes, here's what Donald Trump said yesterday in the Oval Office when he was signing the order with Attorney General William Barr right behind him. Thank you very much. We're here today to defend free speech from one of the gravest dangers it has faced in American history, frankly. And you know what's going on as well as anybody it's not good. Yeah. Now, a lot of people have been saying Donald Trump is stifling free speech. On the contrary, Donald Trump is doing the opposite with this executive order. Donald Trump is promoting and protecting free speech because what's happening with Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and a bunch of these other social media networks is that they're picking and choosing whose speech gets to be promoted, whose speech gets to be published, whose speech goes up there in the algorithm. And that's not free. That is that is the opposite of free. That is manufactured speech or that is um, edited speech, if you will. And that's not freedom of speech. That's the kind of thing they do, you know, in like North Korea with the, uh, you know, the national news networks and things like that. So here's Donald Trump. Here's the president of the United States coming forward with this executive order. And he's saying we need to make sure that this monopoly stops. A small handful of powerful social media monopolies controls a vast portion of all public and private communications in the United States. Uh, they've had unchecked power to censor, restrict, edit, shape, hide, alter virtually any form of communication between private citizens or large public audiences. There's no precedent in American history for so small a number of corporations to control so large a sphere of human interaction. Now, the United States has a history of breaking up monopolies or busting up monopolies or regulating industries. I mean, look at look at the electric industry. You know, if you you have basically one electric company or, or you know, uh, or water company or one utility per area. You know, here we have JEA. Also with your cable companies, you've got Comcast. You know, those are basically monopolies. And if it weren't for government interaction, they would just I mean, they would run rampant. And you would have absolutely no rights. You'd be paying exorbitant fees. There's no competition, that kind of thing. So the president comes in and says, look, they are basically trouncing on your rights and they're going unchecked and they're working together as this monopoly. It's got to stop. So he signs an executive order. Now, for those people that are confused and you may not be confused, but there are a lot of people on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram who think what Donald Trump did yesterday was rip up 
the First Amendment. They think what Donald Trump did was minimize freedom of speech when, as he explains here, the opposite is true. Therefore, today I'm signing an executive order to protect and uphold the free speech and rights of the American people. Currently, social media giants like Twitter receive an unprecedented liability shield based on the theory that they're a neutral platform, which they are not. Not an editor with a viewpoint. Not an editor with a viewpoint. An editor with a viewpoint. That's the differentiation. Let me explain what this means. The liability shield for years, ever since Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and these platforms where you and I just post stuff. We post pictures. We share articles. We make videos. We rant and rave about all these kinds of things. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, they've all come to the conclusion that they are not creating the content. They are not creating the messaging. They are not having opinions. They're simply the platform for which people can share. A bulletin board is the example they give. Uh, you know, I'll look at it like if you let's say you read a newspaper, let's say you read The New York Times and you think that there's something in there that you you that they maybe they slander you. Maybe they write something bad about you and you want to sue them. You can sue The New York Times. What you don't do is or what you can't do is sue the paper company that made the paper that the New York Times is written on. You can't sue the ink company that produced the ink that the New York Times wrote the slanderous story about you on because that's just the vehicle. Facebook, Twitter especially, Instagram for years, they argued they're just the paper and the ink. They're the paper and the ink. You want to blame somebody for horrible things or fake news or libel slander or whatever, you can blame the people that wrote the story. But and, and as a result, they've had this liability shield. They cannot be sued. There can be no litigation against these companies because they're not creating the content. The only problem is now when you have an organization like Twitter or when you have an organization like like YouTube coming in and demonetizing somebody because they don't agree with the content or when you have them putting warnings up or when you have them uh, fact checking, they're no longer just the they're no longer just the bulletin board. They're no longer just the paper and the ink. They're offering their opinions. They're editorializing. They are now, in effect, creating content. They are publishers. And as publishers, they do not get a liability shield. As publishers, they are just as liable for what's on their network now because they're commenting on it and editing it and censoring it and distributing things that they think are right and, and, and pushing back things they think are wrong. They are now just as liable for what's on their network as we are for what's on our radio station. And that's where the fun begins. Because now, let's say somebody on the right doesn't like something that was posted on Twitter. They can sue. Let's say somebody on the right doesn't like that they were censored by Twitter or censored by YouTube. They can sue. It's going to turn into a lawsuit. It's going to turn into like lawsuit palooza, basically. And that's when change happens. Donald Trump is saying, look, if you want to act like a publisher, you're going to be treated like a publisher and you've got to be just as responsible as a publisher. Or you could stop inserting your opinions into your business and go back to what you told us you were going to do in the first place and just basically be the platform for idiots like me to share our opinions. 855-765-1045. More on that here in just a minute. Plus, we've got a ton of people that want to comment. We're going to get to everybody here. Uh, stay tuned. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark.
MRK, 855-765-1045. Nobody's going to shed a tear for a CNN crew that got arrested. The only people that will be shedding a tear is CNN, the Democratic Party, and Hillary Clinton. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. I mean, look, there's so much going on today, and we haven't even gotten to the most important thing. This this whole Minneapolis, uh, you know, what's going on in Minneapolis, the riots, the protests. Uh, President Trump just tweeted that the National Guard is on the ground and uh, ready to make the city great again. You've got, you know, you've got this coronavirus that they're still touting, the 100,000 deaths and Donald Trump's inability to maintain it and, yada, and contain it and yada, yada. Uh, then you've got, you know, this whole thing with the Twitter um, executive order yesterday where Donald Trump said no more. In fact, a couple of other and I want to play you just these last two quotes before we get to the phones. A couple of other things that are important about this Twitter story is that uh, Donald Trump, he unleashed really the the pit bull of the United States government when it comes to controlling any kind of any kind of uh, commercial um, entity, and that is the FTC. The FTC scares the you-know-what out of everybody because they will shut you down if they feel like you've been in violation. They will fine you, and you have no recourse. You have no action. Anytime you get a subpoena to appear in front of the FTC, that is a big, hairy deal which can ruin your life and ruin your business and basically bankrupt you. And Donald Trump had no problem throwing that out there. My executive order further instructs the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, to prohibit social media companies from engaging in any deceptive acts or practices affecting commerce. This authority resides in Section 5 of the Federal Trade Commission Act. Now, what that means, what that means is that if they do anything deceptive, like shadow ban somebody or uh, stop you from getting algorithmed or demonetize your channel because they disagree with your viewpoint, the FTC can go after them. And the last thing any American industry or business wants going after them is the FTC. Because they have the power and authority to take everything from you if they disagree with your business practices. And if you get labeled by the FTC as a crook or a criminal or deceptive, it's over, man. It's game over. There's really no bouncing back from that. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is uh, Wes in Arkansas. Wes, hey, how you doing, man? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, man. Love the show. How's it going? Oh, doing great, Wes. So we appreciate it. What did you want to say today, sir? Well, I was just curious. I don't have a Twitter because I can't stand that platform. Yeah. And uh, I've seen like three different like edited tweets from Donald Trump. And I was just curious what exactly the tweet said. Uh, the one that they flagged this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen a bunch of them talking about how, you know, when shots are fired, then. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, I didn't know exactly how it went. Um, yeah, there's a look. There's a bunch of them. The one that I have, the one that I've seen most is I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis. A total lack of leadership. Either the very weak radical left mayor Jacob Fry get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. Uh, that's when they that's when they flagged him. And if you go to his fa if you go to his Twitter, you'll see that's the tweet that's flagged. As violating their as violating their rights, um, but look, his last tweet was uh, uh, the fulfillment of that promise. The National Guard has arrived on the scene. They are in Minneapolis and fully prepared. George Floyd will not have died in vain. So when you look, I mean, the thing I've the, the thing I've got to say about that is I'm in the National Guard. Yeah, and I can't remember what the date is, but back in the day, 
there was there were some riots at a college. Yeah. And um, the this, the National Guard ended up shooting up a bunch of college kids, and it caused a big uproar. Yeah. And well, we hope they, they came out with a law stating that you cannot sh- you cannot give National Guard ammo. Um, well, I mean, here's it. We got to take a quick break, but uh, like that's not the goal. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it. And they're there. I think they're there just to do what they said, guard. But uh, we're look. This is the big story. We're gonna follow it here in just a minute. We got some more of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute too. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Stay tuned. More of the Marquee Show on the way. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045. All right, so I totally did not understand what was happening with uh, Twitter. The uh, guy called and said, what did Donald Trump actually tweet? The tweet that he tweeted uh, first was, I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis. A total lack of leadership, either the very weak radical left mayor, Jacob Fry, get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. That tweet was left alone. There's a tweet underneath it that says this tweet violated the Twitter rules about glorifying violence. However, Twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible. So then when you click on view, you get to see the flagged tweet, which was, These thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Walls and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control. But when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. And uh, now the governor of the Minnesota. So that's the tweet that was flagged. You have to click one more button uh, to get to it. And I never I, I don't like, you know, that's way too much effort for me. So uh, I misunderstood what was going on. So there you go. That's where we are today. Now, Twitter did this. Keep in mind, within like 12 hours of Donald Trump's executive action that basically is protecting free speech by allowing people to litigate against Twitter as a publisher instead of giving them this liability shield as just a distributor of information. And that's what people don't understand. And one more, one more, uh, we, like, here's another way to describe it. Let's say you order something from Amazon and it arrives via the UPS truck. All right. The UPS truck is what Twitter and Facebook and everything else, they're supposed to do. That's what they're supposed to be. You order a piece of information from somewhere, it's delivered via Facebook. Or if you want to send something to somebody else, you put it on the UPS truck and it gets out there. And UPS isn't supposed to say, you know what? We don't like this thing you ordered from Amazon. We don't think it's politically correct. We're not going to deliver it or we're going to deliver it a lot slower or we're going to take out the things of you know that you ordered that we think are offensive and just deliver you the rest. UPS doesn't do that. They just pick up the stuff you ordered and they deliver it to you. And if you want to send something out, they pick it up and they deliver it to somebody else. That's what these social media networks are supposed to be. That's why they have no liability in the content because they are just the distribution network. What's happened is that they have now become editorial. And what Twitter just did to Donald Trump by saying this violates our terms of service, we believe that this tweet, no longer are they just distributing information. They're saying we believe that this tweet uh, it glorifies violence. So now what they're doing is they're editing and they're only distributing something in a way that they want it distributed. And they're they're flagging it. They're basically commenting on it. They're becoming critical of the packages that the the, uh, president is trying to deliver. And that's when they change from being a distribution network into a publisher, an editor, a a content creator, if you will. 
and publishers, editors, and content creators have full liability and are totally responsible for the things that they create and do and say and publish. Take it from me. I know firsthand. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Virginia in Ponte Vedra Beach. How you doing, Virginia? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Well, thank you. I'm doing fine, Mark. I just wanted to tell you that Twitter suspended me for replying to a tweet that was uh, somebody tweeted, Brennan Clapper, call me, and listed a bunch of them should be tried for treason by yeah. a military court and spend the rest of their lives at, at Guantanamo. And then they said, agree, with a question mark. So I replied, I said, firing squad, exclamation point. And they suspended me until I removed that tweet. Now, you tell me how bad that, I mean, the original tweet was worse than my reply to it, to me. What, so they, they write to you and say, you have to delete this tweet or else you'll be suspended? Oh, no. no, they said your account, they, they tweet, your account has been suspended. Yeah. Until, and if, for, and when, if you remove this tweet, you will be reinstated in so many hours. This so, was about three weeks ago. Did you remove and the so tweet was, or did you leave it up? Well, yeah. No, I, well, no, I, my account was suspended. So, I mean, I, I got mad, so I didn't do anything for like three days. Oh, okay. And I removed them. And then I removed the tw- uh, tweet, and then I'm I'm back on again mm. after that. Yeah. But still, I mean, firing squad. That's all I said. No, I understand. Yeah. What we used to. That's what we used to do. By the way, great. We used to line them up and, and shoot them. No, you know, I understand. <laughs> I understand what a firing squad is, Virginia. <laughs> Look, by the way, great response. I think that's a funny response. I would have I would have definitely hearted that. Um, but here's the deal. Twitter's here's here's the problem. People don't realize that Twitter can still cancel your account or suspend your account or delete a tweet they can still do that but what's the what's happening with this executive order is that if they do that they no longer have the right to uh this liability shield they no longer have the right to say we are just a distributor and therefore are not responsible for our content because once they do what they're doing to you virginia and thousands of others and now including the president is they're editing and they're and they're monitoring and they're editorializing your content and that makes them a publisher so this this is this is what's good. This is what the president can do legally. I'm, he can say, I'm, "Look, I'm you can no longer." You're what? I'm small fry. Imagine, I'm just a small fry. I only have like 200 and something followers. But imagine what they do to people who who really are out there, you know, with all these followers. So, oh yeah. Oh, there's tons of people. There's already like Milo Yiannopoulos, who's on uh, Gab now because he got thrown off of Twitter. There's there's tons of them. And now that this liability shield is gone, now that this executive order is out there. The lawsuits are going to be coming fast and furious from everybody who's ever been, ever been thwarted by Twitter. And Virginia, you may have a case. If It doesn't matter if you have 200 followers or 200,000 followers or 200 million followers. If you feel that Twitter has violated your First Amendment rights, you can now sue them. And thanks to this executive order, uh, they can't do anything to stop you. 855-765-1045. Now, they may have better lawyers and a lot more money than you, Virginia, but you do live in Ponte Vedra, so maybe not. 855-765-1045. This is Rachel in Jacksonville. Hey, Rachel, how you doing? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. I'm doing good. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great, Rachel. Thanks so much for calling. What do you want to say today? Well, I, all of your news is violent. I wish you could be on all day. Uh, what I have to say is kind of small in comparison. But I think something should be said about the onlookers who did nothing to stop that officer. Some of them could have pushed him away and, and probably saved that young man's life. 
they're not afraid to attack the lawyers, the officers in writing. But it, it, but to stand by and listen to that to Floyd's pleas and do nothing to me is heartless. And I think they're just as guilty as the officers. There were and there were more than just one. Uh, I think more that there was the guy who had his his um, knee on on Floyd's neck. But there were a couple of other officers I think who were also suspended and maybe facing charges as a result. Because you're right, yeah. There's he wasn't acting alone. He wasn't just there. Nobody stopped him. And it, it, I mean, it's horrible. You watch the video. You can't. It's almost unwatchable. And you see what happened to this poor guy. And he's and he's saying, "I can't breathe. I can't breathe." And the officer didn't seem to care at all. And there were other officers that, yeah, for whatever reason, stood by, let it happen. Um, I don't know if this officer was a superior. I don't know. The, I don't know all the details. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of the details get lost uh, because of everything else that's been going on. But the fact of the matter is nobody can look at that and say this is proper. This is right. This is excusable. You know, we all know what the United States of America, we all know, we've all been through this before. We talk about Baltimore all the time. We know what the police are allowed to do, what the police are supposed to do. We know what seems excessive. And we know that whenever somebody dies in custody and the and the evidence is mounting there, that it seems to be, uh, you know, that the, the, the crime, if anything, was, was I mean, it, it, almost non-existent. You know, this is this is not something that's excusable at all. And sure, there's a lot of people in there that didn't do the right thing. Um, and that's why there's going to be prosecution 100 percent. That's why the mayor and the governor have jumped in 100 percent. And even the president has said, look, look, uh, George Floyd will not have died in vain. Nobody is arguing that that the police were in the right. In fact, I think everyone that I've heard, police officers included, are saying this is this is horrible. But the reaction to it and the and the and the violence and the looting isn't making anything better either. And that's the uh, that's what you know, that's where we need to bring down the tensions um, at this point. And that's what the president's trying to do. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Thanks for the call, though. We appreciate it. Quick break. More of your phone calls on the way. This is the Mark K show on one oh four point five WOKV. The Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us. 855-765-1045. It is Friday, and before we get out of here, we will have some fake news Friday, but there's just so much real news going on. Look, the biggest, and we got to take a couple more phone calls, but I'll get into the, what the biggest thing going on in the world right now that you really should be focused on is. First, so let's focus on a couple of the uh, couple of the little things. Helen in Brooklyn, New York. How you doing, Helen? I'm okay. Hey. Hey. Uh, I can... I could talk to you about all three topics you were talking about today. Well, all right, well, pick your favorite. Uh, okay, let's start with Twitter. All right, let's do it. Let's start with Twitter. Uh, what do you want to say about uh, Twitter, Helen? Okay. Uh, I want to. I hope I can sue these suckers for what they did for me because they just deleted me and they got me in Twitter jail for seven days because of uh, I replied to a comment and. I replied to Alyssa Milano. <laughs> okay, and what did you say? She to, what did you Donald say? Donald Trump a murderer. Okay. So I put a meme in there that said S uh, the F up. Right. Yeah, I got it. And two seconds later, I get deleted. They they deleted me. Come on, just for I, that for saying shut the F up. Yep. Wow. 
And it was a meme that said the letters. Yeah, no, I understand. Alyssa Milano, here's the thing, and this is part of Donald Trump's big issue, and this is why this executive order came about, because you'll have Alyssa Milano saying Donald Trump is a murderer, or you'll have Kathy Griffin who says we should inject him with air bubbles so he has a pulmonary embolism and dies. I mean, there are so many people that threaten the president daily on Twitter that don't get flagged, that don't have their accounts taken down, that don't get, you know, oh, I'm sorry, you can't see this tweet because it glorifies violence. There's none of that. And then there's you uh, posting a meme that says, shut the F up. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden you get deleted. Helen, we're so we're so sorry to hear that. Uh, hey, thanks so much for calling. Uh, we really uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, Dean in Jacksonville. How you doing? Good. Hey, good. How are you? Hey, we're, is it Dean or Deanna? It's, it's Michelle Dehan. I would say my name. I didn't know you, if y'all heard it or not. But like, oh. what's in my middle name? Oh, all right. Well, anyway, what, what, what do you think about everybody like kind of banding together and deactivating their Twitter account to show support with the president that you know we're not. It, this isn't right for them to do that and kind of protest in that kind of way. I wanted to get your opinion on it. You know, I'm one of those I'm one of those that likes to fight from within. <laughs> so I don't even know if something's going down on Twitter, I want to be part of it. I don't want to remove myself from the fray. I, if there's a battle going on, I will jump right in. So I'm going to keep my account. But I do see how that could be that could be an issue for Twitter if people massively start deleting their accounts. However, the other thing is anyone who would do that in support of President Trump would most likely be a supporter of President Trump. And therefore, it would just leave Donald Trump all by himself on Twitter with like his sons, uh, his uh, campaign manager and like 2,200 million you know, super uber socialist left leaning Democrats. And I don't think that that's a fun place for anyone to be. So I'll, I'm going to stick around. But I, I understand what you're saying. Look, all this Twitter situation, the Minneapolis situation, the riots, the looting, everything that's going on there, the coronavirus, all of this stuff is big news. But it's not important. It's not the biggest thing going on. All of this stuff points to one thing that's happening right now. One thing on the agenda of the United States of America that you should be focused on. Everything that you think about, everything that you watch, everything that you waste your time on should be pointed toward one thing and one thing only. And that is the presidential election. Because everything that's being highlighted right now in the United States of America is the result of leadership. And when you break it down, when you really educate yourself... On the stories that we're that we've been talking about for an hour and a half now that CNN has been talking about that Fox News, the stories that really have just been blanketing every single media outlet for the past, I don't know, two weeks. You have the coronavirus, the coronavirus, which was uh, which was uh, projected to kill two point five million Americans. The death toll is only one hundred thousand. That is that is the result of effective and exemplary leadership. That is a win for the leaders of the country and the leaders of the states where the coronavirus was uh, less of a threat. Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Kemp. I mean, for, the list goes on and on. You also have now these riots in Minneapolis and the, and the uh, police brutality in Minneapolis and the social unrest in Minneapolis, a state that is run from tip to tail by Democrats, not just any Democrats. These are Antifa loving Bernie bro left wing socialist Democrats. This is Ilhan Omar. This is the state where Stuart Smalley was a senator until he got thrown out on his butt. This is where leadership really plays a role. And then when you look at what's going on with Twitter, 
You have a strong leader who is willing to stand up to billion-dollar industries that control the flow of information and say, you guys, are wrong. you're stepping on Americans' right to free speech, and I'm not going to let it happen, even though I'm one of your biggest, if not your biggest, clients. And that is true leadership. That's what we need. Everything, every one of these stories, everything you think about, read about, watch on TV, listen to on the radio should have you focused on the election because that's where the real change happens. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. Quick break. Uh, we've got a Fake News Friday coming up right after this. If you want to play, give us a buzz. We need two contestants for Fake News Friday. It's next on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045. That's our number. 855-765-1045. Or if you're, uh, you know, got a little, um, got a little ADD, you can just dial pound one, a uh, pound pound. Star star. What is it? Not pound pound. What's pound pound? I don't star, know. Don't pound pound. Star star. <laughs> star star 1045. I'm speaking of ADD. You gotta be uh, careful. Star star 1045. That'll get you through. And uh, we're about to play some fake news Friday, which is very exciting. It's one of our favorite games ever. Uh, Julie is in Vero Beach today. Hi, Julie. How are you? I am good. How are you? Oh, great. You ready to play some Fake News Friday? Absolutely. Perfect. You're going to be playing against Russell, who is in Jacksonville. Russell, what's up, man? How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, doing really well. Doing really well. Russell, say hi to Julie. Julie, say hi to Russell. Hey, hey Russell. Julie. Look at that. Everyone's all cordial now. Everyone's we'll see all... what happens when the competition begins. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, uh, <laughs> lady and gent, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to read you both the headline one at a time, and I'll ask you after you hear the headline if that is real news or fake news, because this is important. I mean, you've got you've got Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. They don't think you're able or that, that, that we as citizens are able to differentiate between fake news and real news. So this is kind of, you know, working that muscle and helping you guys out. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you get nothing. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. You guys got it? Got it. All right, perfect. Julie, we're going to start with you. Listen carefully. Here is your first Fake News Friday headline. Hold on. Hold on. All right, you ready? Let's take two. I'm ready. Here is your Fake News Friday headline. Governor Gretchen Whitmer from Michigan, in an effort to combat coronavirus, has ordered her citizens to barbecue indoors. Governor Gretchen Whitmer from Michigan, in an order to combat coronavirus, has ordered her citizens to barbecue indoors. Is that real I news? I have to say that's fake news. You think that's fake news? I think that's fake news. Even she could be that stupid. Well, I think you're right on half of that. <laughs> that is right. That is uh, that is fake news. Oh, that's fake news. <laughs> Nicely done, Julie. You're on the board with a point. Russell, we go to you. Are you ready for your first headline, Russell? Yes, sir. All right, listen carefully. Here we go. An old interview of Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg surfaced where he told a reporter he wakes up every morning excited to decide what people should believe that day. An oh, old, that's got to be fake. An old interview. Of, that's got to be real news. You think that's real news? An old interview of Mark Zuckerberg surfaced where he told a reporter he wakes up every morning excited to decide what people should believe that day. You believe that's real news? Yeah, I believe that's real news. It is actually fake news. 
Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that fake news. Oh. I'll be honest with you, though. I got that one. I thought for sure that happened. I thought that may, may, could have been an interview from yesterday. Uh, that's all right. There's still plenty of game left to play. Julie, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Here's your next headline. A, a food store in Hong Kong has started offering tear gas flavored ice cream. <laughs> What's that? A, a food uh, store. Sorry, that was, hold on, wait. Hold on, sorry. wait. There's more. There's sorry. more. A food, oh, a food store. Josh interrupted with his laughter. He can't control himself. A, a food store in Hong Kong started offering tear gas flavored ice cream in support of the pro democracy movement. In support. Is that real news or is that fake news? Uh, fake news. That is real news. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, tear gas flavored ice cream. So you can go and you can buy some tear gas flavored ice cream. Or so you could just. Up a resistance? Yeah. Or? <laughs> That's exactly what does right. tear gas taste like? I don't know. I've never been tear gassed. But oh. we could we could do it. Does anybody have any tear gas? When Hannah gets back on Tuesday, we'll do a taste test with okay. her. And we'll see what happens. She'll do a All shot right. of it. Uh, one, one nothing. Russell, you can get on the board with this one. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Listen carefully. Here we go. Uh, tell us if this is real news or fake news. A Brazilian government official is in hot water after saying, look at the bright side. COVID-19's toll on our elderly population will reduce the government's pension deficit. No. Is that real news or is that fake news? I say that's uh, real news. You say that's real. You think that's real news? Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. That is real news. Oh, my gosh. Guys, in a little bit, a little bit of a hot water. He said, "Ah, right, you know what? I know it's sad that all these older people are passing away, but it will reduce the pension deficit on the on the government. That's a good thing, isn't it? Anyone? Any, no, no, just me. Okay. Uh, congratulations, Russell. You're on the board. It's tied up one to one. Julie, are you ready? I am ready. Here we go. Here is your next headline. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Bernie Sanders arrived in Hong Kong to lecture protesters." on how good they have it under communism and to stop their whining. Is that real news or is that fake news, Julie? Fake news. Bernie Sanders arrives in Hong Kong to lecture protesters on how good they have it under communism. Stop your whining. Go eat some ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. You think that's fake news? That is fake news. Congratulations. You are fake news. Yeah, that guy shouldn't be traveling anywhere. So anyway, that's good. You're back on the board. You're uh, up again at two to one. Russell, you ready? You can tie it up with this next one. Listen carefully. Here is your headline. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Joe Biden. Joe Biden says he will gladly step down as vice president if he is elected president. <laughs> wow. Oh, man, is that real news? I'm asking the questions here. Joe Biden says he will step down as vice president if he is elected president. Is that real news or is that fake news? I'll say fake news. Yeah, that's fake news. Oh, that fake news. I'll tell you, though, man, that was a close one. You're getting some tough. I could have really gone either way. I could have really gone either way. I will beat Joe Biden. Uh, anyway, uh, here we go. It's two to two. You have one more each. Julie, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or fake news. Here we go. A woman considers divorcing her husband after her in-laws bought the house next door. 
A woman considers divorcing her husband after her in-laws bought the house next door. Is that that's real news? That's got to be true. You think that's true? Oh, someone oh, doesn't like their in-laws. <laughs> you, you Julie's in-laws, be careful. Oh, Julie's like, I know hesitation. I know. I'd be out of there, too. That I'm is a woman. Yeah, that's a woman in the U.K. Her in-laws uh, moved in next door, and she does not like her mom-in-law. Uh, so she threatens Dude, you. that's every married couple everywhere. <laughs> that is probably true. Uh, all right, Julie, it's three to two. Russell, we have one more for you. If you get this one right, you tie. And you guys have to split the prize. Lucky for you, the prize is nothing. So you both, you both get half of nothing, which is, I guess, better than, well, nothing. Are you ready? I'm ready. Listen carefully. Here is your final fake news headline of the day. A black man in Delaware registered as a Republican, and his ethnicity was automatically changed to white. A black man in Delaware registered as a Republican, and his ethnicity was automatically changed to white. Is that real news, or is that fake news? Real news. You know, in Joe Biden's mind, that's real news. But unfortunately, that is fake news, which means our winner today, congratulations, Julie. You run away with it, a score of three to two. Yeah, you are well suited to survive in this uh, fake news rich environment. Congratulations. Uh, hang tight. Well, oh, no, you know what? You don't have to hang on at all because we got nothing for you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I keep forgetting. I remember when we used to give away prizes. Those were the days, huh? Uh, uh, <laughs> real or fake news, you will win something on the Marquee <laughs> Show today. Ah, uh, that's fake news. That is correct. Nice and well. You are fake news. All right, listen, quick break. we got a couple more couple more people we're going to wrap up here in just a minute and get ready for the weekend. This is the Marquee Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on 104.5 WOKV. Okay, thanks so much for joining us today. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. This is, we got a couple more people here that want to um, to, uh, talk quickly. This is Mark in Illinois. Mark, hi, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. Just fine. Uh, How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing really well, man. I'm doing really well. What did you want to say today, Mark? Yeah, um, uh, the Democrats were so into getting everybody woke up, uh, getting voted and everything, and then they... You know, sit around and lie after they've already got us awake. Uh, historically, hold on, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta not say that. We gotta say that, not, not say that on the radio. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I think I got it. Did you get? Yeah, we got it. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate your passion, by the way, but we are still on the radio. Um, here's the deal: what happens with people like in Minneapolis and in Baltimore, and whenever these riots break out because of this police brutality? Here's here's the underlying problem. The underlying problem is these are folks that live in cities and neighborhoods and areas where not only do their leaders not really care about them, but their leaders almost take advantage of of their their poverty and their economic state and, you know, the uh, the impoverished conditions that they look at Elijah Cummings, Elijah Cummings, you know, R.I.P. man passed away. I'm not speaking ill of the dead, but while he was alive did literally nothing for decades for the people in Baltimore. And when Donald Trump called it, what do you call it, rat infested or whatever, he wasn't lying. It was a horrible place to live, Baltimore, especially Elijah Cummings District. And people went in, there's trash everywhere, there's poverty, there's crime, there's unemployment. And Elijah Cummings, who supposedly represented these people, didn't care about them. 
He wanted to go to Washington. He wanted to be a big man on campus. He wanted international power. He wanted to sit on the seat of a committee, which he did. He wanted to impeach the president. He didn't want to lift the people that put him where he was out of these wretched conditions. And that's true of a lot of these big cities. Same in New York. Same in in, uh, Los Angeles. The mayors of those cities are doing very little on a day-to-day basis to help their constituents. In fact, what they're doing is they're just, they're hurting them. They're hindering them. In New York City, they put limitations on how much soda you can drink. They're, it's, it's this nanny state mentality. They want your vote. They want you to give them power, but then they don't want to change you because if you're a victim, they can keep selling you on the fact that they are the solution. And and if you look at, you know, if you look at what's been going on before coronavirus, the United States was a much safer, much happier uh, you know, a much more civil place to live because the economy was great. When people have money, they don't riot. When people have money, they don't, you know, they don't loot. When people have money and they're comfortable and they think things are going well, they will find other ways to protest. But whenever you have any kind of, uh, you know, economic, uh, just, I mean, decimation, as you do in a lot of these major cities, that's where the real issues start. And the first thing you can do to stop civil unrest in the future is make sure that everybody knows they have an opportunity to lift themselves up. Make sure that whatever's happening in these, whatever's not getting done in these cities with these, with these leaders, make sure that these leaders are ousted. You know, elections have consequences. And when you continue to elect Democrats over and over and over again, when you can, can, can continually buy what these people are selling you, that you're a victim and that the government owes you and that they're going to fix all your problems when all they really do is they leave and go to Washington and forget all about you because they're sitting on a committee and uh, and kissing Nancy Pelosi's Manolo Blahniks. That's when you have continued problems. But when you have governors and leaders like Ron DeSantis, for example, who comes into Florida and says, we've got problems, let's work from day one to fix them. And when something pops up, he goes, you know what? Here's how we need to handle this. We need to protect people's lives. We also need to protect people's livelihoods. Because if people don't have money, if they don't have jobs, if they're filing for unemployment, if they can't support their families, that's when they're really going to get angry. That's when they they need to feel that self-worth. And if they don't, that's going to be a huge problem. And that's where change needs to come. And I hope, look, it happened in Baltimore. The mayor of Baltimore, after the riots, when Governor Larry Hogan said, look, she's got to go, she was gone. And I hope to God that all of these places that are seeing, you know, San Francisco is another one where you've got this massive homeless problem. Los Angeles, where you've got these, 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 you know, really just intense laws and, and stay at home orders that are keeping people out of work. Not the rich people, the average people who are, who are just like you and me and, and can't support their families. And now when you look at what's going on in places like Minneapolis and in Kentucky, you've got to hope that, that when the time has come to change leadership, the voters Go in there and change their leadership at a local level because that's where the issues are. Hey, thanks so much for your call. We appreciate it. All right, we got to run. We got a press conference coming up here in just a minute. We think the president's going to speak later today sometime. Uh, Rush Limbaugh is back. Traffic, weather, news. It's all next right here on 104.5 WOKB. Have a great weekend.